News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Israel pounded the Palestinian enclave of Gaza yesterday, killing hundreds of people in retaliation for one of the bloodiest attacks in its history when Islamist group Hamas killed 700 Israelis and abducted dozens more. And Paul Rogers, Emeritus Professor of Peace Studies at Bradford University, joins us now. Paul, this really is a remarkable weekend in terms of Israeli-Palestinian relations. I think there was something like 1,300 people have been killed in Israel over the last couple of decades, 700 in the last two days alone. Where do we stand now? I think we stand at the risk of a a long and very bitter war with very high casualties, particularly on the Palestinian side. Um, The Israelis have been caught out in a pretty terrifying way for them. They really thought that they were in full control in Gaza. Uh, Other people would see it almost as a kind of open prism. Uh, But the way in which the Israelis had controlled it, they were extremely confident about it. And basically, this fell apart completely. And there are going to be a lot of repercussions to this. The, The media reaction inevitably in Israel is of uh, retaliation, uh, reprisal, if you like, punishment, if you like. And it's absolutely natural to see that, particularly with the current Israeli government. Um, I think the the loss of life on the Israeli side, particularly the estimated more than 250 young people who were killed at that rave, that will be seen as something which is absolutely unacceptable. And we've already seen the sort of extensive bombing of Gaza which is um, a very concentrated area of about two and a quarter million people, most of them the offspring of refugees going right back to 1948-49. So it's an extremely difficult situation. And people can say, look, for heaven's sake, stop it. The problem is that Israel is not going to be capable of stopping it, just as the United States was not capable of seeing what would happen if they went to war against the Taliban. And I'm afraid it's uh, one can say that you have to have restraint, you have to have a ceasefire. I'm afraid it's going to fall on deaf ears for reasons which I think for many people are understandable. But nevertheless, it's going to be a very bad yeah. mistake on Israel's part. So you, you, you see no, no likelihood of that. The, the failure of both Israel's intelligence and of Israel's security, that seems to have surprised many. I, I imagine there'll be lots of questions to answer about this. Oh, yes. And I mean, the, these raids started the day after the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur Ramadan war back in 73, when Israel again was completely caught by surprise. But this, in a way, you have a, a very hard line government in Jerusalem at present, uh, probably the hardest line we've seen in the whole history of the state of Israel over, what, 75 years. And inevitably, they're going to respond very strongly because it was an absolute intelligence disaster. But Netanyahu is himself a, a very able and canny politician, has built his reputation on having complete security, and it's failed terribly. And while it's obviously the case that the Israelis are grieving for their losses, that, I think, is going to turn to anger against the government uh, in the next two or three weeks, but not in the short term. And, uh, and the response now is we have to get back to the... And against Paul, the there has been quite a lot of anger against the government over the past year, even before this, that the government has swung to the right. Many ordinary Israelis felt that it was the wrong road to take, that it was causing more problems than it was solving. Is there truth in that? Is, is there truth in, in, I suppose, the change of Israeli policy direction? Did that make this worse and, and, and precipitate this, uh, I suppose, attack in some way? 
I don't think it precipitated it because clearly this attack had been planned for many months, even a year or two. Uh, but you're absolutely right in that the Israeli government was a very hardline government. Um, it was not popular in much of Israel. You've seen the demonstrations every day uh, against the government and every week on a very large scale. Um, but nevertheless, the position now is that the Israelis, by and large, will come together in response to this. Okay. And opposition parties have actually accepted this. And maybe lastly, we believe there's over 100 hostages, women, children, elderly people, were, were taken by uh, members of Hamas and have been brought with them into uh, Gaza and said that they will not be released until all the Palestinian prisoners are released and, in fact, you know, likely being used as human shields. That's going to complicate this quite a bit, isn't it? It will complicate things hugely because it makes it much more difficult. The Israelis probably feel that they're going to have to put ground troops into Gaza. There'd be very strong calls within the Israeli military not to do that. When they last did that in 2014, the Israelis lost some of their most experienced um, special forces fighters because in some ways Hamas would want Israelis to actually go into Gaza. They would want to engage in them just as Hamas would like to see uh, a lot of loss of life on their own side because they're seeing this as a means of actually getting another generation of paramilitaries coming through for 10 or 20 years' time. You have to realize that Hamas will be playing this very long term because the position in Gaza has already been going on for 75 years. Okay, that's very chilling, the idea that this is a recruitment drive for Hamas as well. But look, thank you very much as ever for that insight. That is Paul Rogers there, Emeritus Professor of Peace Studies at Bradford University. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.